The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO, the lending partner with the products, people, and technology to serve your customers and help you grow your business in the best ways possible. It's why they say, at PennyMac, greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is Division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender. NMLS ID number 35953. Loans not available in New York. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Pivot point, rebalancing, new normal. We keep hearing these terms to describe the mortgage market here at Originator Connect, but what are we actually pivoting to? Welcome to The Principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. Today, I'm joined by David Luna. He's president of Mortgage Educators and Compliance. David, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for the invitation. How are you today? I'm great, great. And David's also with Soothsayer. So Dave, <laughs> what, what, are we, what are we looking at in the future? I, I, I wouldn't say Soothsayer. We have a ton of information. You provide a ton of information. What I just wanted to do is digest the information and add other pieces of information to the audience that we just left to help industry understand what's going to happen next. And so I guess before, where would you say we are right now in the market? Obviously, the last 18 months to two years were just banner years. We've seen even the industry growing, people coming in because of how easy it's been. Then all of a sudden, very quickly, we've seen this change. How would you describe where we are? You have a lot of new individuals coming into the industry that have never seen interest rates actually go up. We know, we've been around, interest rates go up and they go down. So in an increasing interest rate market, I think that has gotten uh, many people caught off guard. But it's, it's normal. Rates never move in a straight line. It's always, you know, peaks and valleys. And so it's helping to reset what's going on. And so as you see the Federal Reserve raise interest rates, I had a gentleman just ask me, well, it affects mortgage rates, doesn't it? I said, well, mortgage rates don't go up. These actions actually help long-term mortgage rates go down. And so I was mentioning in mid-January when they recently raised rates, what happened. You can see the same thing happening in July. You're seeing you know, the effects here in August and in September. I still think interest rates will continue to come down. Yes, temporarily they're up, but they're going to come down. Which is, of course, great news for people looking to buy a home right now. We see home affordability is such a huge problem, half of that being rates, but also we're seeing record home appreciation. What do you see? We've seen it level off. What do you see happening? I have friends saying, can't wait for prices to come back down and I can buy a house. Your friends are exactly right. So we're seeing the appreciation, maybe not come down, but maybe not appreciate as much as it has in the past. And so you have sellers that were wanting these sky high price increases. And so you're seeing a little bit more coming back to normal, a little bit more realistic, what's going on in the market. And because you have home buyers in, in, in your own publication, right, you're seeing 63,000 last month just walk away from a purchase contract. Why? They now have options. Rates are a little bit better. And so you're starting again to see this market return to a little bit more normal. And you said it's a good thing that these purchases are being canceled. And maybe you just gave the answer as to why. But, you know, I think generally people would be like, oh, no, a sale fell through. That's bad. Why is it a good thing that we're sort of seeing this such a dramatic shift that 
63,000 purchases are being canceled in a month. The dramatic shift is there's now greater inventory. So as we're seeing, just even a few months ago, there was limited inventory, two, maybe three months. Now we're seeing more than nine months worth of inventory. And so now you have individuals with options. And so a seller knowing that the individual can go down the street and around the corner and find something else, they're saying, well, maybe I better set expectations a little bit more to what the buyer is looking for. And buyers are now saying, I'm not going to waive contingencies. I do want to know what the appraisal comes in at. Let me see what the inspections show me before I totally commit because I want an out if things are not as rosy seller as you are painting. We've seen such a dramatic shift here. Is this where we're going to be? Is this shift fickle? I mean, if mortgage rates come back down and home affordability becomes less of an issue, could we see demand spike back up and home prices take back I off? hope so. We, we are so uh, much in a lack of inventory. We're, we're missing about 5 million homes in inventory. So builders in the past were actually trying to hire, but they couldn't find enough people. We were, we were missing somewhere in the neighborhood of about 300,000 construction workers that we didn't have. Now, it's, it, you know, builders are kind of tapering off a little bit. What you're seeing right now is builders are saying, well, looking at the home builder sentiment from Wells Fargo and um, uh, looking at that home buyer, um, home builder sentiment, it's now dropped again for the eighth month in a row. And so builders are not feeling that the market is going to be there with rates still as high as they are. Um, you still have this cohort of millions of people trying to buy a home, but they're kind of just, just taking a step back and waiting. Let me see what my options are. Let me see how much interest rates are going to go. They're just sitting in the sidelines right now, but you have millions and millions and millions of people wanting to buy a home. Appreciation will still be healthy, not as sky high, but it'll still be healthy. So that supply relief is not going to come from builders suddenly picking up their hammers again. It's going to come from sellers coming back to the market. That part of it is new. Part of it is existing. You're absolutely right. So we're going to have to see a blend. There's not enough existing. We do need new construction. And so I think builders may take a little bit of a break now through the end of the year, and you will see a greater uh, spring uh uh, summer of next year where you're going to see builders uh, come back and you're going to see them come back a little bit stronger. So mortgage rates have been coming down. You feel like they're going to keep coming down. How far do you think they'll go before the end of the year? Uh, I get asked that question all the time. So um, in, in my opinion, in my opinion, I, I've been through these cycles before and the Fed's actions will bring long term interest rates down, but it won't happen in the third quarter. It will probably happen at the end of the fourth quarter. And you were there trying to say, okay, Dave, how, how low rates are, <laughs> are going to go? Uh, in my opinion, I think we're going to be in the fours by the end of the year. It won't be third quarter. I, I, I would be happy to be wrong, but I think it's going to be a little closer to the end of the fourth quarter and definitely uh, 2023 because we will be in a recession at that time. And that was one of my questions is when do you, you know, there's a lot of concerns about recession. Obviously, you just said you think we'll be in one. 
when do you think we might actually be there? Um, I know that uh, the very, very simple definition of a recession is two quarters of, of, of negative GDP. Uh, I think we've already hit that, but it isn't quite that simple. There are other indicators that are necessary before we are in a recession. And we're, we're checking them off. One by one, we are checking them off. But I, I think the recession probably won't happen until... 2023. It could happen as soon as fourth quarter 2022, but more realistically 2023. And, you know, as we started, talked about at the beginning, a lot of people are new to this industry. They haven't seen rates go up. They also haven't worked through a recession. And perhaps the only one they really experienced was 08, which was a historic crash. What, what do you think this one will look like and what will it mean for the housing market? It will be much shorter. It won't be as lengthy as what we saw, what you just said in, in 2008, it will be much shorter and it'll be much milder. I think you have a lot of positive things going on. You have the jobs report. You have people working. When people are working, they can afford to buy things. Right now, their priorities are food and gas, you know, to get back and forth to work. Right. But as people work and they, they start looking at, well, if they're not owning, they're renting. We've seen rents just absolutely increase. And so if you look at rent.com, for example, they're saying that in some metros, you've seen rents go up as much as 29%. That's a heck of a lot higher than a 5% interest rate. And so as they look around and now we're seeing more options, again, more housing inventory, you're going to start to see more people migrate to owning a home instead of renting. So home sales are slipping, but again, it was a ridiculous last two years. If interest rates are coming down, uh, we think prices maybe have stabilized a little bit, even though we're headed for recession. Do you still think home sales will remain strong that the housing market? Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, there's just pent up demand. So you have a lot of people and I'm looking at the millennial home buyer. You have a lot of those good folks, 32 million of them uh, looking to. Uh, looking toward housing and rent may not necessarily be the solution. They're talking to their friends. What happened when you bought a home? Oh my goodness. You <laughs> should, Mike, Mike, you should have bought a home because I've seen this appreciation. Oh my goodness. You've seen what? And so uh, as they're visiting with their, uh, you know, people, their age and in, in social circles in in sporting events, having uh, kids soccer, you know, they're, they're talking there on the sidelines going, Oh my goodness, maybe I should have bought. And so now they're a little bit more uh, aggressive. They're shopping a little bit more. And so I think next spring, next summer, it's going to be really, really good. You, in your presentation, obviously, you talked about your experience through multiple recessions, not just the OA crash, but you got into the industry. You're saying when interest rates were at 18%. That is correct. Jimmy Carter was present. <laughs> interest rates were 18%. Yes, sir. So if you're, if you're a new originator and you're dealing with somebody who's like, oh my God, we're now up to mid fives, uh, you know, how do you talk to that person and, and sort of put in perspective now is still a good time to buy a home? People don't necessarily buy rates. They buy payment. In other words, they're looking at their budget saying, well, what am I paying in rent? And you're telling me that this is my mortgage payment and that payment is not going to increase like my rent is increasing. And so where they see the stability, then they're looking at the benefits. I have a backyard. I can now have a place for my uh, fur baby. My I, dog can destroy my grass instead of my <laughs> landlord's grass. <Yes>. Something. <laughs> they're sitting there saying, what is better? What is the American dream? What can I look to next? And so... 
Yeah, those are those are conversations that are happening around America today. And what are we seeing with I mean, as a millennial, you know, buying a home is different for us than even my parents or my grandparents. And they'll tell us how it was. And it's clearly different now. What should originators be doing working with that age group specifically to help guide them through the process and understand that, no, you can buy a home. That's a brilliant question. That question is absolutely right on. What happens, I I think we can answer it in just one word, education. There's this perception for, um, you know, as you're going through the home buying process, especially with millennials, and I don't know why, is they feel that they need to have, let's say, a 20% down payment. That is not true at all. Zero, three, three and a half, five percent is more the norm instead of 20%. But the millennial buyer also needs to understand not only uh, what my down payment needs to be, but also what my debt to income ratio needs to be, mm-hmm. what my credit score needs to be. And I think industry that can provide those pieces of information will have a more educated buyer and that buyer will move through the process quicker and feel my goodness, this was a wonderful experience. And obviously, as you mentioned, they talk to their friends when they're out having drinks. So, <clears throat> excuse me, that may have a lot of work on the front end, but does it seem like that can pay off on the back end? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. When you look at, you know, your parents, they were getting their information from the evening news or the newspaper. <laughs> People are cutting the cable. People are not buying, you know, a newspaper. They're looking more at industry publications. They're looking more at social media. They're looking at, you know, videos. And so if industry can put more information out there right at the fingertips, either mobile devices or or online, that will help educate consumers. And so this generation, Mike, your generation Mm -hmm. is in a very, very good spot. And of course, we want to go to trusted places. So if you're the originator who's giving us the good info, it's going to pay. That's exactly correct. Don't try and sell me something. (laughs) No, give me information that I can use. Okay, let me absorb the information. Let me share it with those close and dear to me. Let me make an educated decision with good information. That's going to make the difference moving forward. And then just lastly, I mean, what overall advice would you give to originators who are still panicked about what we're facing? I mean, how, how do you get through what we're going to face over the next six months to a year? Well, over the next six months to a year, it's actually going to be pretty positive. So it's going to kind of return back to where we've been interest rates coming down, um, more inventory available. You have more buyers that are coming, you know, into the marketplace. So the future absolutely looks really, really good, but we're not there yet. We still got to go through third quarter 2022. And in my opinion, it's not going to be all um, sunshine and roses. I apologize. It's just not. We have to work through supply chain issues, higher interest rates, and it's, it's, it's going to take a while. So it may not necessarily be tomorrow, but it's coming. So maybe not so bright that we need shades, but things will be fine. <laughs> yes, sir. It will. Dave, thanks for joining me. Thank you, sir. We'll have your headlines right after this word. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to learn more about becoming a partner and starting your journey to greatness. And here's your headlines for today, August 29th. The housing market may be at an inflection point. Black Knight says housing prices have shifted from a deceleration to a decrease, falling 0.77% in June. That's the biggest single month drop since 2011, and on a seasonally adjusted basis, it ranks among the 10 biggest monthly declines in 30 years. 
But this moderation isn't even across the board. First American says metros like Sacramento and San Francisco saw appreciation peak last year. Meanwhile, home prices in June in states like Florida and South Carolina were up more than 60% from a year ago. And finally, a grand jury has returned indictments against a loan officer and two real estate agents in California, charging them with bank fraud and conspiracy charges. The trio is accused of submitting false information to get mortgages for at least 30 properties. They face up to 30 years in prison and fines of $1 million if convicted. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Cotamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygates. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com, or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.